Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, 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 welcome to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm your host, Rob Shooter, and guess what? It's Tuesday, which means our dear friend, Delaine Ann Dixon, joins us. Hey, Misty, are you there? I am. Hello, oh, Misty. lovely time last night. I went to a gala for Samuel Jackson <laughs> and his wife, LaTanya. Ooh, they're on Broadway. They're doing the piano lessons. She's directing. They looked fantastic. That's right. His wife is directing him in the show. And what was last night? Just a gala to celebrate them? Yes, it was a gala. And they were also releasing one million books. So there was a charity element. They were receiving a really big award um, from the theater group. So it was just an incredible night. Mm. Lovely. Next time, Mr. Shooter, you have to be I'll be sitting next to you next time. And didn't I get this right? Tell me if I'm right. Isn't Candice from The Real Housewives of Atlanta one of the producers of that show? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, Candy Burris. Candy, that's it. Not Candice. Candy. I like her. Yes. Candy Burris is actually one of the producers. And it is, the piano lesson is the most financially successful Wilson production, this one of this piano lesson. And it's the greatest revival on Broadway right now oh. this season making the most money so she knows what oh, she's doing is she making the ching 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 look at the real housewives mm-hmm. I love it hey let's jump into the show what time is it my friends it, it is tea time. tea time so we have even more shocking revelations from Prince Harry's memoir one of the biggest is that Harry said the royal family is quote a death cult and that Windsor Castle is a tomb so there are a lot of shocking lots of shocking stories 
in the book. However, none is more bizarre than calling his family, quote, a death cult. Let me explain. He said, looking back at his memories with his estranged brother, Prince William. Oh, it's so sad that those two are at war, Misty. War. I know. The book's really all about that. The book's really all about his relationship with William. Not Meghan. It's about William. But in any case, Mm -hmm. so he said, looking back at his memories with William, he noted that their lives are, quote, built on death and their experiences Mm. all their experiences are overshadowed by grief that's what happens when you're young and you lose a parent he said the following or wrote the following quote i saw that even our finest moments our best memories somehow involved death our lives were built on death our brightest days were overshadowed by it looking back I didn't see lots of spots of time that didn't dance with death. Maybe we are a death cult. Dark, Mr. But I do understand where he's coming from here, particularly because of what happened when he was such a young boy. Yes, he lost his mother at a Mm. young age. And for people who don't know, I actually lost my father at Mm -hmm. a very young age. And I think the difference between the two of us is I had a chance to process it through my life. I could Mm. talk to people and ask questions where being a part of the royal family, it was kind of shush. Mm. It happened. We do not discuss. And so I think that's what's so difficult. And if you think about it, the royal family is kind of built, you have to have someone die unless they abdicate the throne for somebody to become your new royal leader. Mm. So every time there's a you get a new person in charge, it's because of a death. It's true. Maybe he's onto something. Yeah, I never thought about that mistake. It's so smart. Literally to get the job, someone has to die. It's not like Survivor where you vote them off. They have to die. It's the cruelest of systems. The only way you can become the king or the queen is for the king or the queen to die so the whole institution the passing the baton the passing of power is based on death he said the following i thought it was so interesting windsor castle that's the queen's favorite home so the queen did not really enjoy buckingham palace the queen loved being at windsor castle it was her favorite home but to harry it felt like a tomb and the walls were filled with his ancestors so if you go there these are really fancy oil paintings they're not like misty we put up a few snaps from our iphone around the apartment maybe one or two are in a frame most are not they're on the fridge he has oil paintings of his ancestors going back thousands of years how must that feel as a young boy to be rattling around a castle and you look up and every picture is someone you're related to it's a blood relative on the wall absolutely it must be a little freaky dealing with my little nephews they get freaked out (laughs) by things we would never think of so i'm sure as a little boy it freaked out prince harry and the eyes follow you when you go when you look at them they stare straight but they they That's follow. So right. yeah, totally but freaky. Some of the most famous people of all time, Henry VIII, Queen Victoria, mm-hmm. he's related to them. Like, it's bizarre. And in the book, he really details that. And it's sort of, you know, we've done all the headlines. We've done all the drama in the book. And we're going to do more today. Don't worry. Mm -hmm. But the part of the book that I really enjoyed is when he comes across as a human being. He's a regular guy who happened to be born a prince. And it's all so weird. It's just all so strange. But that was his life, which is why he's calling the royal family a death cult and Windsor Castle a tumour. 
Oh, that's not, doesn't sound very homey, does it? I like I like a big sofa, Misty, and pillows. Your house is a home. It's not a tomb, Misty. Your apartment. Mm-mm. It feels really, really cute. It's like lots of pillows, lots of cushions. Cozy. It's comfortable. It's lovely. <laughs> so our question, our poll question of the day is, is Harry right? Is the royal family a, quote, death cult? Go vote on our Twitter page at Naughty Nice Rob. Our Facebook page is Naughty Gossip. And be sure to check back tomorrow to hear your results. Hey, Misty, what are you working on? Okay, so now this is a lesson in why you have to use your words very mm. carefully. Because Prince Henry is getting, he's under fire now for denying that he called the royals racist in his bombshell interview with Oprah Winfrey back in 2021. Mm. We all watched Mm. with bated breath. So he made this surprising vertical U-turn while he was doing an interview with ITV's Tom Bradby. Mm. So Bradby addressed that moment when he said, basically, you accuse members of your family of racism, to which Prince Harry said, no, I did not. Did Meghan ever mention that they're racist? Mm. And so Bradbury came back and he said, she said they were troubling comments about Archie's skin color. That's That's their son. And so Prince Harry corrected him and he said, there was, there was concern about his skin color. But you see the wording? There's no word of racism there. Mm. So uh, Meghan Markle has revealed the royal family raised concerns with Prince Harry over the potential darkness of their son Archie's skin. Um, and so basically what Megan said back to Oprah was, if that's the assumption you're making that the kid is going to be too brown, I think that feels like a pretty safe one, which is really hard to understand, right? So mm. basically what we're saying here is, yes, there was talk of 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 darkness, of color, but the word racism was not used. I think they're splitting cares here. And Tom, the reporter, the journalist, did push back and said, Harry, if people are talking about skin color, isn't that by definition about race? And Harry really said, no, it's not about racism. It's about unconscious bias. And the two are very different different things and he's right in that and harry went on to say that he also has unconscious bias before he married megan i think a lot of people have unconscious bias the problem is with this is that for years this was over a year ago we've been trying to figure out who was the racist member of the royal family <laughs> we've done it on this show who was it was it camilla was it charles was it william and that is a debate that harry and meghan knew was going on and they could have stopped it if you remember they put out a statement right after the oprah interview telling oprah that it wasn't prince philip and it wasn't the queen so Shouldn't the statement, instead of being it wasn't these two people, shouldn't they have said, oh, Oprah, this has been misunderstood and the royal family is not racist? Yeah, or maybe they had to make it very clear that they felt that it was kind of, like you said, unconscious bias. Where And, and racism is usually a word that's used that's it's institutionalized, mm. right? You can be prejudiced, but racism deals more about the institution of holding somebody down Mm. based on their race. So I think that's where he's getting caught up in the word. And of course, the, the, you know, the royal family came out and said, we are not a racist, a racist family, family but we have to be careful in how we use words. They can be prejudiced. Right. We can all be prejudiced. So the question is, where does it stand right now? And yeah, who said that then? Because I'd like to know. said it? And if it wasn't <laughs> racist, what was it? Was it 
unconscious bias what was that now Piers Morgan who I'm not a fan of Piers Morgan is coming forward saying I lost my job because of my refusal to apologize for saying I didn't believe them so at the time Piers said I don't believe the royal family are racist and I don't believe that happened he lost his job also to Sharon Osbourne lost her job because she defended him a supposed racist and it turns out there was no racism Mm, yes, that like I said, it's a very fine line to cross. If you ask somebody, oh, if you say, oh, I think your kid is going to be too dark, too dark, it's going to make me think that that's a racist prejudice. thing to say. Yes. So the, yeah, you're going to say, oh, that seems kind of racist. Yes, which is what Oprah so, said, and Meghan yeah. sort of basically said, you know, if that's where you're going, you would not be wrong. Yeah. I think. They have disagreements here between the two of them because Meghan did all the talking about this on Oprah and Harry looked quite uncomfortable about it, but he didn't correct her. Now, over a year later, he seems to be changing his mind on that. Another interesting interview is Michael Strahan spoke to Harry on Good Morning Mm. America and Harry claims that his mom would be heartbroken over William's betrayal. He's making it very clear here. Mm. He's not saying his mom would be upset that they fell out. He's saying that William betrayed him like it's a fact that as far as harry is concerned is a fact and he said quote i think she would be very very sad about this noting how his mom really wanted them to have a close bond he said quote i think she would be heartbroken but it ended up where it ended up Ooh. well You know, everybody is entitled to speak their truth, and that's exactly what Prince Harry is doing right now. But your truth isn't always necessarily 100% fact. There is always perceptions of how something would happen. Now, I will say this. Um, Seeing that my sister is a mom to two boys, I know she's always upset and a little, you know, just riled up when she sees her two Mm. boys fighting or not getting along or arguing over a toy. So I don't think any mom wants to see their two children um, at, at odds with one another. But I'm not sure how she would feel about... Prince Harry using this platform in this way mm. to try to solve the family problems. So that's where the complications lie. It's you know? complicated. She, it's a it? shame that she can't be here to I sip know, and sit down and, and say, it's time them. for you to knock it off. To that's get what along. this book is really about, knock everybody. It it's about being the spare. That's why the title is Spare. Mm-hmm. His whole life, he's been in the shadow of William, and he doesn't like that. And I get it. And now he's speaking out. A little moment that we should point out to is that Harry defended his dig at William's baldness. So he said William has gone bald at an alarming rate, much faster than Harry. And he said, I didn't see that as cutting. That's the first thing he said to Anderson Cooper. He made fun of his brother's hair. This whole thing is about the brothers. It's Cain and Abel. It's going back to the Bible. It's brotherly, sisterly rivalry. And they haven't figured this out. Yeah, you know, I don't have a problem problem talking about if he said things about your wife or you're trying to recreate facts about or re-talk about facts about getting pushed mm. but to talk about someone's physical appearance like which is something that they may not have control yeah. over that just feels really petty That's and i think word. 
he's going to come to regret yeah. putting those words in the book. Yeah, I think so. And he keeps saying in the interviews, I don't want to hurt my family. I'm not doing this to hurt my family. And I want to believe him. But when you start making fun of somebody's baldness, someone's hair loss, then I think you do want to hurt them at least a little bit. Now, this is a shocking story. So on the ITV interview, Harry went after Camilla really hard. Mm. You have an update about her feelings about this. What's going on? Um, well, I mean, obviously, she's reeling from this. So he basically said in these interviews that once she was getting married to King Charles III, that she went to the press and kind of created deals to help her mm. have a better standing on how she would look on things. So sources close to King Charles III uh, told the magazine that the monarch refuses to tolerate any comments about his wife. This is in Vanity Fair. Mm -hmm. And he believes that Prince Harry crosses the line or crossed the line every time he mentions her. Mm. So Harry's latest onslaught of allegations include that his stepmother planted stories to make herself look better back in 2005 when they first got married. And he basically said certain members have gotten into bed with the devil <laughs> to rehabilitate their image. But that rehabilitation has come to the detriment, at the detriment of others. Wow. Can you believe this? This is coming from an incident. In 1998, most people won't remember this, but Camilla had a private meeting with Prince William, not Harry, with William for the very first time, and it leaked to the newspaper. And they wanted to figure out, Camilla wanted to figure out, how did this get out? Because William was very upset about this. And they figured out that her private secretary told her husband and her husband told somebody at a newspaper. So once again, it's not who you trust, it's who they trust. I trust mm -hmm. you, Misty. I tell you my secrets. But you might tell your friends those secrets too. And that's how gossip gets out. So I don't think Camilla is calling up the Daily Mail or Radar or Us Weekly. But she tells her friends if she met her future stepson, she would tell her friends that. She told her private secretary, who knew because they keep a schedule, today I have a meeting with William. And after the meeting, the private secretary would say, how did the meeting go? They're human beings. And she told her this story got out. Well, Camilla ended up firing that private secretary uh -huh. who was a friend. And she said, I had to do it. And the private secretary back in 1998 issued a statement saying, I'm deeply sorry for the distress this has caused. So there is an incident of Camilla sort of leaking. I don't quite want to use that phrase because I think leaking is when it you pick up the phone and you call me. It was third-party information yes. and it always gets changed as it goes along. Yeah, it yeah. And so it some did of get it, out. So. And Camilla did tell somebody, but she didn't leak it. She told a friend and that's where this is getting so complicated. Hey, we're going to take a quick break and we will make this crystal clear for you when we return. Welcome back to the Naughty But Nice Show. I'm Rob Schroeder with our dear friend, Miss D. Hey, Miss D, mm -hmm. let's do our nicest of the day. Oh. <laughs> well, our nicest, actually, it should be our cheekiest of the day <laughs> because it's actually the royal family. They're just like us. They read the tabloids. So Prince <laughs> Harry said in his interview with Anderson Cooper on 60 Minutes, my family reads the tabloids, you know. It's laid out on the breakfast table for everyone to get together and see. <laughs> 
can you imagine this? There's like eggs and waffles and fresh fruit and coffee. And then like on this huge table in a castle. All the tabloids. And the tabloids. <laughs> oh, I sort of love it though. It makes me like them more. Like we, we love the weeklies. We love yeah. the daily newspapers, Mr. I think they're no different. Like people love gossip. I'm unashamed of it. I used to be like a little bit ashamed that I made my living in the celebrity news, gossip business. I almost like stand up now and proudly announce it like I'm in AA. I'm, I love celebrity gossip, but I think a lot of people do too. We've met a lot of celebrities, Miss D. Now, obviously, they're not kings or queens, <laughs> although some of them think they are. They love gossip, Miss D. Oh, yeah, they love hearing about themselves and seeing pictures. And I'll admit, I read quite a bit of Daily Mail. So, yeah, <laughs> I love I love a good tabloid story. And, a, and, I, love a, and I love a before and after pic. That's my favorite. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and the royals do, too. I noticed the day, and now I noticed the day. Naughty, naughty, naughty. So, Bethany Frankel has somehow managed to make Harry and Meghan all about herself she put out a video saying why she's obsessed with harry and megan she said also though that burning bridges to handle a situation is reckless and not really going to achieve the best results the royal family is more popular than they were before and so she's sort of saying that she likes all this circus and she enjoys it but the real reason bethany frankel is obsessed with the royals is to keep herself relevant she's really figured this out and i say it with respect whoever's the hottest story in town Bethany jumps on it. A couple of weeks ago, it was the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Now it's the Royals. She just inserts herself in. She's she's the queen of that. You got to learn from the best. Thirsty, I thirsty. I do. I think I love it. Although today I'm like, really? It's, yes, it's a stretch, okay, Bethany. It's a stretch. <laughs> moment of Rob. You get a Rob, you get a Rob, you get a Rob. Today's moment of Rob is a quote from Princess Diana and something Ooh. William, Harry, Kate, Meghan... You, me, everybody else needs to hear, quote, carrying out a random act of kindness with no expectation of reward, safe in the knowledge that one day someone might do the same for you. Carry out random acts of kindness, and that means not making fun of people's hair. It was shocking he did that, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of a low blow to talk about Prince William's receding Mm. hairline. Hair is a very emotional issue. But yes, Mm -hmm. random acts of kindness, just doing it makes you feel better about yourself. And when you feel better about yourself, kindness comes back in. Do you know why people don't do it? I was doing the research on this. Why people don't make random acts of kindness is you think it doesn't matter. And it does. Studies have shown if you are randomly kind to somebody, even if you just smile at them, you change their day. You change the way they feel. And the reason we don't do it is because we think it has no consequence. It does. Think about the last time somebody was just randomly kind to you. I like your hair. I like your nails. What a pretty dress. It makes you feel great. And if that's how you feel, pass it on. That is it for today. Thank you so much for listening to the Naughty But Nice with Rob and Miss D Show, a production of iHeartRadio. Don't forget to subscribe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. Leave us a review if you can. And remember, if you're going to be naughty... You got to be nice. Nice. (laughs) Take care, everybody. (laughs) Bit bit. Bye bye.
Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 